No, it has not. But it was right, only. Well, let's, start. let's start again then. It was only two <laughs> minutes, and we can quickly get. We can bring people up to speed. So, welcome to the quarantine special of Talk Nerdy to Me. I'm Jay. I'm Gaz. Gaz is talking on the telephone, which is unusual for him. He d- telephones are a new concept to him, as he's already uh, digressed that this is a whole new world of talking on the telephone to me, even though it clearly isn't. And we were just. You know what I don't like as well what? at the moment? is the fact that everyone's in lockdown and everyone keeps going on about, like, video calls and, like, like you know, like, it's like everyone wants to do these house party things. Mm. But that means I've got to get changed. The whole benefit of staying in is that I can sit in my sweatpants, scratching and, my balls. Yeah, Eve, Eve got a video call off, but she keeps getting video calls off the family and you should see her, like, kind of panic as it happens, going, oh, bloody hell, and trying to find it. <laughs> A way to make her hair look all right, which it's, I think her hair looks fine, but obviously she doesn't. But no, yeah, I, I'm much more of a face-to-face guy than a, you know, a video call person. I once did a video interview actually, and it freaked me the fuck out. Oh, I remember this. What was it? Was for it was for a job, right? Yeah, but like it wasn't even like video with like a live person at the end of it. I had to record myself doing it, and theirs was like a pre-recorded question. And it, it oh yeah! Like thirty seconds for like one question, but like obviously, if you if you're going to take longer than thirty seconds, then you suddenly start rambling towards the end to try and get your point across. <laughs> and then in other, it's the complete opposite to that. Sometimes they give you like five minutes, and it's something that you thought, well, I've said everything after two minutes, and you'd just be like waffling for the rest of the three minutes. Well, great, my oh, mate, my mate, so my mate Graham. A video called me randomly the other day. I was like, this is really unusual. Like, I speak to him, but I don't video call Graham. He lives quite, he lives in Manchester. So I picked, answered the phone, like, going, is everything all right? And he's like, yeah, mate, I'm just winging to... And then he stopped and went, what's that on your head? And I wear a fez in the house be- <laughs> because I like to wear a hat whilst I watch telly because if I don't wear a hat... I play with the back of my head and it annoys people around me like and it annoys me constantly playing with the back of my head I just do it out of like a nervous habit I don't know why so I wear a hat but if I were a peak cap for example the yeah. pe- if I were front ways the peak blinds you know the light from the ceiling and I can't see the top of the it, it just it, wearing a peak cap forwards inside seems redundant but if I wear it backwards if I lean backwards then the peak hits the back of the sofa and flips off my head. A fez has no peak, so there's no issue. So I just wear a fez in the house. But then I have to, I pick up the the phone and he sees me with this fez and I have to explain that entire thing to him. And then we go, well, what was it you wanted? He went, oh, I just want to show you this base. I didn't need that. Got to <laughs> Tucker, now I've had to explain my whole Fez routine. I'm, I'm with the video calling is quite intrusive. This is nice. I like this. This is normal. But the, yeah. it is. Is this going to be the future? Are we all going to be video? Because do you think this is going to really nut? You know, 
normalise it? We're all going to be video calling one another? No, I think what will happen is everyone for the next, like, however long it lasts will be, like, like, obviously all the people, like, you know, like, businesses, bands, artists, whatever, you know, singers, songwriters, they're all doing it at the moment. It's like, right, okay, let's get content or blah, blah, blah. You know, like, it's great to see, but as soon as that shit stops, like, I, I just think as soon as you come out of lockdown, that's just going to end. You reckon? There won't be, like, yeah. any kind of imprint? Nah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't buy it. Like, everyone's doing <laughs> it because they're in the house. I mean, like, I, I, I can't see it being a lasting legacy because most people will then just start going out again. Yeah, I do. I think I feel like everyone's gonna want to go out again. I'm having. I'm definitely gonna have like a three day barbecue bender in my garden with everyone, <laughs> you know, coming in and out of my life. I, 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 I miss people so much. This is the thing, right? This is all right. So this gets back to the monkey's paw, right? So before we started recording, so where have we gone? Already? I'm so confused right now. Like what? What, 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 why did we bring up the monkey claw? Right, so it's, well, it's paw, it's monkey's paw, right? So we brought hey. up the monkey's paw, and then I realised we didn't have to press record. The monkey's paw thing is... <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now everyone else is confused. I don't know, so I can bring you and the audience up to speed. So the monkey's paw is a piece of pop culture, which I don't know what film it's from, we were trying to remember, where when you wanted to make, you wanted something, you hold it and you make a wish, a finger on the monkey's paw closes, but with that wish comes, like, a bad part. So the analogy... I, I, I think I wished for a good start to the podcast, and this is what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Because you would get the good start to the podcast, but then something else did, would happen. and then it went wrong, and now I don't know where we are. <laughs> Um, so in the case of this, I definitely over like probably the past two months, especially since Christmas was constantly thinking and wishing, I suppose I would love it if I could work from home. I would love it if there was a way I could be, because I think it was through speaking, speaking to you and you telling me that you do work from home and me being like, God, wouldn't that be great if there was a way I could work from home? Because I could really balance the the, the website and talknerdy.uk and the podcasts really well with work and with also music and reading and tea. I just basically thought I'd, I'd really do well. And I've finally got that wish. But now instead, there's people dying at about eight, 900 people a day in some countries. Mm. So that monkey's yeah. paws really... Yeah, I, I shouldn't have made that wish. But, and I think the worst thing is, like, you're looking at it and going, it's going to get worse. This, this isn't, like... Obviously, if you think about, like, a tragedy, usually, like, like a, a natural disaster or something, it sort of comes and it goes, doesn't it? At the moment, we have no idea how long this lasts. I'm still... I'm, I'm, I'm going down... the weirdest part of it that I, they, they can't put a time on it. So you're like, well, obviously, you know, this could... This could uh, you know, some people are saying it's going to last till the end of the year. And you're thinking... Fuck. Like, what the hell am I going to do? There's only so much Netflix. Oh, shut up. Do me a favour. Wow, there's so much to watch and read out there. Have you got any idea? And right now, even I are going through all of Red Dwarf. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not saying there isn't stuff to watch, but, like, are you it, not going to get, like, a sort of, like... What, stir-crazy? Cabin fever. 
just being in the house, just watching shit all day. I mean, this might make some... I love films and I love TV programs, but, you know, it's going to be insane. I need sport. You know I I love sport and it's driving me crazy. That's the one thing I can really feel for you because there is obviously genuinely no sport. I've been watching some... Literally nothing. Have you watched the Marbles? Everything. Have you watched the the Marbles? 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 Have you not been watching that? It's not a sport. It is. It's playground. It's like game. No, 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 no. So some some uh, people have some people have dug very complex, long trenches. We're talking. I mean, they must be really friggin' long, Uh, like like almost a field length. Where it's obviously starting from one, from high up and making its way down this like, I don't know, this angle of land, and then they're like putting ten marbles at the top of it, all different coloured, and then they let the marbles go. It makes its way down this track. They're all bouncing off each other, and some get stuck. And this guy's running along filming it, and then afterwards they put commentary over. Brilliant. <laughs> I, 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 did, did you uh, watch the video of? The guy is like an actual sports commentator, and obviously because there's no sport, he was doing like regular daylight. Oh, that was great! The like in a park with like some mums pushing some crumbs around yeah. the path. Yeah, and he was going, "Oh, and here she comes now around the corner." <laughs> it's, like, it's so good. Oh, no, I've been, I've, I've not, I've actually been. I know it sounds weird. Happier, I've. I've, I, I don't know how to explain it. I do miss like going out and seeing you and other people. Don't get me wrong. But I'm finally reading all the books I want to read. I'm watching all the stuff I want to watch. I found myself creatively more... Uh, like, I'm, I'm more relaxed because I'm like waking up when I want. I'm yeah. eating more. I don't, I, I've been going for my state-approved walks every day. One walk, but I go for an hour-long walk down this... These, uh, I, know, I think I come across like two people on this walk and then I can see them from like 20 feet away and I can cross the road so I'm nowhere near them when I pa- when I pass and that's all I've been doing and I've, I'm really I'm enjoying it but I, obviously I do know that this is you don't keep an animal caged I am gonna at some point probably pop and I do but I am prepping myself for at least three months I think it will hit home the hardest when it's peak summertime so, like, for example, like, obviously we had tickets for Glastonbury Festival. That week is going to suck ass. It's going to absolutely just kill me, the fact that I should, especially, if, imagine, right, because Glastonbury has its reputation for, like, being soggy sometimes. But imagine it was blissful sunshine all weekend. You see, I'm... Wouldn't that just I'm really indifferent about all this stuff because in my head it would suck ass if it was going on without you there but you're not there so no one it's not happening so you can't get annoyed well, at being at something I'm annoyed that isn't because I feel like I should be there enjoying it yeah, but, like, then, oh, but then how 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 bad is your imagination worth you're going to get annoyed that you should be a Glastonbury why can't you be annoyed that you should be a millionaire in Barbados I'd rather be at Glastonbury <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what have you been watching? All sorts of shite. Come on, let's uh, let's so let's let's, let's vamp. Let's talk, baby. Let's let's well, catch up. Have you watched the one that everyone's talking about at the moment yet? What's that? The Tiger King. 
Oh, mate, yeah, look, come on, let's Tiger King like hell. Right, okay, because this oh. is the one that, like, I've seen the most social media for for a long time. Yeah, dude. Program. Like, the like, memes, even is, the memes are quality. Weird. It is just bizarre, isn't it? Like, the layers of some of the characters in this are just frightening to me. Like, <laughs> it's it's just bizarre. Like It, it doesn't I feel mean, real, does it? It, does, it honestly feels like like someone has just made these characters. Like, obviously, let's talk about the main man, Joe Exotic. I mean, this is a gay, gun-loving, mess-giving, straight guy turning, like, absolute oddball who just happens to own about 200 big cats. Not, I mean... That in itself should be worth the show, which it obviously is more focused around him than anyone. But then all these side characters that come off it are just bizarre. I've, I I could really relate to Joe Exotic. Like his his. I, his... Well, I think in the sense that he looks like a redneck JB. Yeah. Would suggest. Like that, yeah. I I totally <laughs> got I totally got the. His fashion sense. I totally got <laughs> his wanting to be the centre of attention, uh, but I totally got that. It was a, he liked animals. He liked. A, I mean, that was the saddest part. The very saddest part was as this, sta- this story goes on and he becomes more ridiculous and more stuff happens. It's at the end when it shows this initial footage from when he began showing like how much he genuinely cares about the animals, and you realise like. He just got too out of control and completely yeah. forgot about the animals. But at one point he cared, and then on the other side of that, you've got that uh, what's her name? Someone back, Carol. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Jesus, he said his, uh, he says a, a name enough. I should remember that. Carol Baskin starts off um, being kind of like, oh, I care about cats as well, and she's kind of far removed. She doesn't maybe see that she's doing. Maybe a little bit of damage. Some of the things it accuses, it alleges that happened on her farm. I'm not saying like she did. She half was this. annoying. She was really annoying. And I would go as far as to say as I definitely think she murdered her husband. Oh yeah, there's two. There's two things in this in this world I know right now. She, um, she murdered her husband, and King and Prince Philip is dead. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are two things you can take from this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Carol Baskin murdered her husband, and Prince Philip is dead. Like, when was the last time you saw him? He is complete. He was weekend at Bernie's when he was took out of fucking hospital. There's been nothing said about him other than to just trust us. He's fine. The Queen's only come out to write a letter, which to me says she's in mourning because she can't be on telly. She's a fucking state. She's probably up to her eyes in gin because she's lost her fella. And they can't do a state funeral because of coronavirus. So he's definitely dead. And yeah, the evidence on that show really points that she killed him. She's come out... what it was, but fully confirmed... Like, literally, when it first came up, I thought, oh, surely this is just Joe Exotic spouting shite. And then it goes to a a cliff of her, very early doors, where they they must have basically said, so what about the rumours about you murdering your husband and feeding them to the tigers? And her response was like, (laughs) you know, like a villain, a bad villain in a film. And she kind of goes, what? Me? 
murder my husband? Oh, you must be crazy. And they like did this weird, like, crazy eye movement. And I thought, she definitely did it. Yeah, no, you know what? From that moment on, you could have fucking given me any evidence that she didn't do it. And I would have said, she definitely did it. Oh, no, I'm I'm with you. I know the exact moment you mean as well. I just turned to Eve and went, oh, my God, she did it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you surely could take that into a court of law. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely insane. It was, it. I mean, I knew this was going to be good from the trailer. The trailer had me. I was telling everyone in work, this is going to be the next big thing. And then this coronavirus thing happened and everyone was like, Whatever, JB, whatever, don't, don't, not bother me. I was like, no, this when this comes out, it's going to be mega big. It was, it's more the fact that, as well, he he writes these these songs, and then, oh, yeah. and then he's got such a good voice, and then he can't lip-sync for shit. Singing. What? That's not him singing, surely. Yeah, because he sings at the funeral. Is that not just, like, auto-tuned to fuck, though? No, he can sing. I, don't, I remember him singing at the funeral, but I don't remember it being, like, particularly good. No, he is. I just assumed, like, what was happening was he... Okay, was, like, actually, little... we need to talk about some things here. Right, so we've already established we think Carol Baskin killed her husband. Do yeah. Who do we think burnt down the studio with the, with the gators in? Oh, yeah, so I think... Was Jeff in it? Je- no, this is pre-Jeff, isn't it? I think he probably did do it. I I partly believe I'm 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 fifty fifty. On one hand, I think the Tiger King did it because um, it, the, there was publicity. There was another good reason why he would have done it. He wasn't he around, uh, so he can make it look like someone else did it. Like he paid people because he was going to pay someone to fucking kill Carol Baskin. So. Yeah. Um, but there was another. There was another good reason it meant made. It was like he didn't want. That's it. He didn't own any of the footage. He yeah, but well, that was it. The yeah, yeah. So wasn't there with the lawyer? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Basically saying you know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. So there's that. But the only footage of the only person walking towards there is has the exact same walk, which was really distinguishable as the guy who filmed it all. Yeah. So even though he claims he oh, I had a nervous shady. breakdown and I lost shady. I lost three years worth of my life and I lost a load of money, there was still like some people were saying like he he couldn't wasn't it like oh he couldn't sell it to anyone anyway he didn't really have anything and he just wanted to get away from there. Mm. That that would. Be, and then I, there was well there was the rumor as well wasn't there that like was it like Carol had paid him? Mm. So that like, was it. That was it. That was his motivation. Well. She's like, tell you what. I will give you money to not make him famous and you make the same money and he's like, you know what, it's easier and I just want out. But that guy in the footage has the exact same walk. The first thing I said when I saw him, that guy walked across the turn to me and went, that's the dude who filmed it? He's got yeah. like this kind of like shaggy and scooby walk. Which, I actually just emulated that then and I don't even know why I bothered because <laughs> not even you can see me, let alone anyone listening. You're talking um, to a man who has uh, a mute dinosaur on his podcast, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, everyone, new Master of Movies, episode four. But can I point out that I put that up, and I put that up online, and I looked at the time and thought, it's too late to push it. I'll wait till tomorrow. And I woke up in the morning to find that, that we'd been tagged by both Chris Wakefield and Jay Leal in their stories <laughs> going, yes, finally! <laughs> <laughs> 
like like you were the like you were the I don't know I was trying to think what to compare it to but I, I was going to say Kingdom of the Crystal Skull but that's not a good thought. I, I, I like to think I'm the Daft Punk of podcasts. Yes, you are. You are. <laughs> and is it? I just turn up randomly. Was it Boston or UFO who only released like an album every seven years? I think it was oh, Boston, wasn't it? It's Boston. Um, okay, so there's that mystery in it. The other mystery is the point of contention. Did Carol Baskin kill her husband? Did he burn down the gated cage? Oh, there's another thing, you know. Well, I, I mean, this, this, this is the thing as well. Is that there's loads of, like, characters you could go on about. Like, obviously, there's the girl who worked there who gets a ta- like A tiger, like, literally takes her arm off. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you know, like, there's that whole thing. And then there's, like, the guy with no legs. Certain, like, it basically, like, like I think... It's just bizarre the people that he surrounds himself with. Like, obviously, there's like his hit husband who's like got no teeth, and like basically, it turns out that like obviously he was married to two guys at the same time. Obviously, like the weird thing as well there is they were both straight. I and loved that was so funny when he said when you watch porn. Do you watch porn with the guy with the small dick or the guy with the big dick? And then the guy was like, the guy with the big dick went, well, you ain't that straight, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a, that's a good argument. So, uh, <laughs> oh, it's fucking hilarious. Um, do, you know, do you want to know who one, uh, the, other, the other character that gets a lot of air time that we've not mentioned yet? Uh, is uh, Doc Antle. Oh, I did oh, not like him. Dude. What a weird guy he is. Yes, like that's cult leader stuff. That like was yeah. you could say Tiger King and the other person. There was another guy who he's constantly every scene he's in, he's got a monkey. He even makes a joke going, "Ah, people make see you can't do anything with a monkey on your back." So I put it on the front. <laughs> um, there's, but there's, he, I liked everyone like to a point. Like I was. I found them agreeable or tolerable, yeah. or, but Doc just came off as like pure evil to me. Like it, he is ghastly, isn't he? Like he, there's, there's no redeeming quality of him. No, it's just sleazy man. <laughs> and I'll tell you, the other guy who was exactly the same, and he probably more so than Doc, was that Jeff Lynch guy or whatever his name was. Jeff he was awful. The guy who basically robbed his zoo. Oh, the investor. Man. The investor. Yeah. Yeah, he was... He was a complete dick. And like, right, like, okay. How the hell? Is, like, this is what baffled me about... Obviously, like, if Joe's hired someone to go and kill someone, like, yeah, he should be punished or whatever. But how the hell does the guy he then paid get off scot-free? And the guy who set it up get off scot-free? It's absolutely ludicrous. That was bizarre. That was, yeah. But it's because they've not done anything wrong. But they have. They haven't. Like, so as, yours, as you're as right. Joe okay. Then, oh. Joe paid guys to go and kill someone, but he didn't go. And there's there's no real proof that Joe definitely did. That. In the words of Sideshow Bob, there's no prize for attempted chemistry. Okay, so there's yeah, but he has been punished for attempted chemistry. No, but the guy he gave the money to then to say I will go kill. There is not. It is not illegal. It's illegal for you to pay me to kill someone. It is not illegal for me to then accept that payment and not do it. Ah, uh, mate, I, I just think it's 
That's how no the, the the transactions what's illegal. So that's how the guy from I wanna be I wanna say the band was called While She Sleeps or something. The really like this Christian metal band. This guy paid an undercover cop to kill his wife, thinking it was just a, a hitman for hire, didn't realize and that's how they got him because of the transaction, the money changed hands. If you look at it, whenever they get these people, they have to have um the money change hands, and, and that's how he gets... In Rush Hour, that's how Chris Rock gets him in... Um, is it Chris... No, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker gets that guy at the beginning in Rush Hour. He's like, you've got to, he's got to take the money. Remember, he's got to take them, uh, give you the money. It's all about the the money, the, the transactions are legal. So, basically, what we're surmising at this point is that Tiger King is the Rush Hour of documentaries. It is, mate. Oh, it's so... I'm... <laughs> I, I'm I'm proper tempted to watch it again because now I know what's coming. I'm gonna tr- I might I've got the time. I just have to see other stuff coming out. Um, I mean, have you? This is something I've been really wanting to talk to you about, actually. Okay. Okay. So there's been so much Doctor Who action, and I know you don't watch Doctor Who, but I been... have gone sort of away from Doctor Who for a bit. Like I did when Jodie Whittaker first came on the scene, watch a couple of episodes, and I didn't... As much as I think she's an okay Doctor, I wasn't overawed by the actual programme. No, that's fair enough. like, I lost sort of interest and haven't gone back to it since. Right, okay. So there's been a a few things have happened. A few things, right? So, brace yourself. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll go from... Least bad to worse. So, it's been like an anniversary since... I think it's been 15 years since the first... You know, the Eccleston episode, Rose, came out. It's been 15 yeah. years since that first debuted. I remember where I was when I watched that as well. I had to make, uh, I had to make Lauren turn it... I was... No, I was... <laughs> I had to make Lauren turn it on. Lauren was like, what are you on about? Why do you want to watch this? I was like, it's Doctor fucking who. We're putting it on. And it's obviously it's a terrible one with like the autons and the graphics are bad. And she looked at me yeah. like I was I was insane. And I was going, yes, yes, this is what I want. But anyway, um, so it's been 15 years. So they've done a few things. Chibnall wrote a short story. The guy running the show. He's wrote a short story explaining the thoughts between... Because people were like, how did the Doctor survive the explosion at the end of the series before Jodie Whittaker and then Jodie Whittaker's debut in the new se- in the it, the first series of Jodie's is she smashes through a train roof and gets up unharmed right right so they're making out that so Chris Chibnall wrote the short story to show that the uh, basically described that actually the doctor has fell through many roofs and survived whilst regenerating so David Tennant has um, I think you, someone there's been another doctor that's fell through a roof and survived um, whilst regenerating so that cleared that up okay that's fine the next one was Russell T Davis released an old story explaining the how um, the doctor changed between the time war and Christopher Eccleston but not to but I won't tell you the story but it isn't canon it doesn't match with what we know now because obviously Steve Moffat did everything so it, right. it doesn't match so it's a little short story you can go and read it it's called the prequel of Rose I think um and it's a it's it's quite mad it's it's actually fucking bonkers um but it, it's not canon so it doesn't matter but here's the big one <sighs> right so at the end of the last series 
the master in the final episode grabs Jodie Whittaker's doctor, we'll just call the doctor, grabs the doctor and says, come with me, I need to show you the truth, and takes her to Gallifrey. And Gallifrey has been completely nuked. It's a desolate place. It's got smoke, fire, and he more or less admits he's committed mass genocide and killed every Time Lord on Gallifrey. After she spent all the time saving it, they're all dead now anyway. And Jodie's like, why? And he goes, because I need to show you what I found. And takes it to the big... They call it the Matrix. It's like the big computer. They've referenced it in older Doctor Who's before. The the Time Lord's kept a Matrix of history. And he goes, I've now been able to have a look without them around. I've spent my time looking for secrets. And I've found that you are... that uh, there is Sorry, that there is such a thing as the Timeless Child. I'm like, what's the Timeless Child? And what Chris Chibnall has done is he's given the Doctor an origin story. Right. So, apparently, Gallifrey was a planet with people on it called... I can't even remember what... They're not called Gallifreyans, they're not called Time Lords. They're called something else, right? Let's just call them Quags. I'll call them Quags. They're called Quags. And one Quag, this female Quag, uh, is clever enough to in, uh, to come up with a spaceship and decides to go exploring. So it goes exploring around the galaxy, localised galaxy, and finds a like a pocket, a hole in the in in the universe on this one planet, and at the base of it there's a child, like just in a you know, a, a baby, newborn. So above this massive yeah. swirling hole there's a baby. She takes the baby home, raises the baby, and at about age ten the baby, well, it's age 10, the 10-year-old child has an accident while uh, playing with another child, falls and dies, but then regenerates. And then, right? And then... No, 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 no. This is the thing, right? Bear in mind, they're not Time Lords, mate. They're quags, right? So this child has just... That they found 10 years later... Regenerates. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> you're going to get more angry the more I tell you this. <laughs> so, the the woman spends her life trying to understand why the child regenerates. And the child goes through many, many regenerations. It shows like 20, 20 to 25 regenerations. And finally, after when she's at the end of her life, the old Quag woman figures out what does it, how this child regenerates, and regenerates herself, changes her DNA to regenerate as well. She then distributes it to all the high-end time law, well, all the high-end Quags, who then dub themselves um, because they have now mastered, because at this point they've also now only just mastered time travel, time lords. Because now they can't die. Because they can regenerate. But then they assign themselves that they can only do it 12 times. Or 13, whatever it was. 12 times or 13 times, whatever the rule is. Um, And the Doctor was that child. And the reason the Doctor doesn't remember this is because the Doctor had the mind... Was used as a secret spy 
to go and interfere with time. And every time they went and did that, they then had their mind wiped when they came back like Winter Soldier. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds like a big, messy pile of shit. Well, it is. <laughs> it's horrible. What? It's the worst thing I've ever heard. It doesn't make any sense. Why would you Why would you give the third person who has not in... How old's the show? 70 years? 50, 60, 70 years? It's never needed an origin story. Why have you yeah. given them an origin story? I just think, like, that, to me, shows that the people that are doing it now have run out of ideas a little bit of how to keep, like, basically the excitement level. But in doing, trying to basically find, like, oh, do you know what people want? They want this origin story. They're ruining it. Yeah. Right, so, the other thing is that, right, so the reason this origin story comes forward is, remember, it also starts with the master telling the story. So once the master tells the story, I turned to Eve and went, ah, there better be a good reason he said this. There needs to be a good reason. And Eve was like, there will be, there will be. I went, but I went, I don't understand what, how is this in bad, how, how does this add to Doctor Who? How does this add to a story? So the doctor goes like, you know nothing about your life. You know nothing of who you even are. And the Doctor does have a momentary point of crisis. And then the, doctor, and then the Master just uh, knocks them unconscious and thinks they've killed them, but they've not. When the Doctor comes to, about an hour, you know, at the end of the show, it, she gives a big speech about how it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change who I am as a person now. It doesn't change who I am. And I thought, exactly, it doesn't. So what was the fucking point? <laughs> It's done nothing to the story other than ruin the mythos and years and years of really clever writing has just been thrown down the swanny. There was always a danger, I suppose, of a show that goes on that long that eventually someone would ruin a sort of mysticism of it. Yeah. And we are, to be fair, living in an age where nothing is sacred at all. And people will rewrite and reboot and do everything on, you know, cash in on every single item that has ever been known that this is pretty much the age it was going to happen but is it not like, me. is there not a certain taste to doing it, so in the, in the late 80s, the Killing Joke comic got released and it was never meant to be canon have you, 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 oh you've watched the Killing Joke have you, I don't know if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was never meant to be canon because the guy, uh, I can't my God, who wrote The Killing Joke? I'm gone completely. This is how stir-crazy I am. Um, Alan Moore. I want to say Alan Moore. Um, I'm, people will be shouting at me. I feel so bad. Why did I even go down this fucking hole? Um, anyway. So when The Killing Joke was written, uh, DC went, we don't want to make this canon because you're telling, kind of telling the Joker's origin story, even though it's all in his yeah. head and it's kind of repressed memories and you're not completely confirming it, you kind of are. And you're giving him a name as well. And the guy was like, yeah, it's fine. It's totally cool. And because it was received so well, and because there was so much kind of like, is it or isn't it, or could it be or could it not be, it went a few years later, they went, you know what? We're going to make it canon. Yeah. And it is now regarded as part of the of the timeline of the Joker. 
but it's because this, but this mystery is clever. It's really in. There's nothing clever about this. I I was watching yeah. it to, to even getting more stressed out. Going every time the master said another sentence, I was like, I feel like this is aimed directly at me. I feel like the master is trying to ruin my fucking life. This is horrible. <laughs> I I think with Doctor Who, it had a really really like. I never really liked the Eccleston. When it came back. No! Honestly, I wasn't that bowled over by it, but because I was a Doctor Who fan, I watched it. And he only did one season, didn't he? And then Tennant came in. And Tennant blew me away. I was like, whoa, this is exactly like what I wanted from Doctor Who. Like, he had the right, like, everything, didn't he? Mm. When he and, like, that was a really strong, I thought, um, sort of turn for it. And then I, if you, I, I mean, I'll completely admit it, when Matt Smith got, like, sort of announced as a doctor, I was like, nah, no chance, this is going to be shit, blah, blah, blah. And he blew me away as well. And I think it, it worked with him, the fact that the stories were still quite good. There were some bad episodes in that run, I always seem to think. But the, the general arcs were always there, thereabouts. Mm. And the thing is, is like I feel like it is that essence of like how far can it go with essentially like I know it's like a different it's not the same guys writing it now, is it? No, this what I mean Chibnall's got a whole new team in to yeah. write it. But I think I, I think the danger was you were always gonna then get at a point where they fail. And I think this is harsh on Jodie Whittaker because I actually think she'd have been a really good doctor if she'd have been given the same story. Like, say, same same as she plays it in a way, but put her in the Matt Smith arcs, I think she'd be as good as Matt Smith was. Yeah, it's almost, it's, it's almost kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's un, unaware un, inequality. So they were kind of like going, people have been kicking off because... You've got a female doctor, and her three companions are an a uh, and what would some people call an Asian girl, uh, a black guy, and an old curmudgeonly white man, right? And everyone and everyone said, "Oh, I hate it because it's become so diverse, trying to make everything equal." But in my head, I'm thinking, poor Jodie hasn't had a fucking chance because she's not been given the same cards as anyone else. She's been given no. a, a harder hand to be dealt. I there's some episodes I watch. Where I had the interns who even go, they had no idea what to do with such and such a character in that episode. They genuinely have, they've got too many characters. They don't know what to do. They can't all have arcs. They can't all be useful. In the back, in you know, back in the day, some of the episodes of, Doct- of Doctor Who, the Doctor's not even in it. Yeah, and this is the thing. Like, I always feel like too many companions sometimes can sort of. Like I, I like, obviously when he was with like Rose, Rose was predominantly the only person he travelled with, and even then sometimes she would be at home. Yeah, and he would just come and visit, and then maybe, maybe they'll go off on an adventure sort of thing. And you know, likewise when it was uh, Clara, it was Clara, wasn't it? Yeah, Clara. Yeah. Um, it was a similar sort of vibe, and every now and then there would be an extra companion because you know someone else would be there or. You know, sort of in in the Amy Pond days. Every now and then, Amy was on her own. Every now and then, they brought Amy's boyfriend. Rory, Rory. Rory. How did you forget yeah. his name? Well, he's a 
forgettable character, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, not like the memor- oh, not like the memorable like mute dinosaur that you have. Well, I think it's more to the point of the fact that I am like in love with Amy Pond, and I've just blacked out the fact that she had a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the way, did you see? I don't know who sent it me. It might have been you, anyway. But set the uh, Amy Pond video was singing Motley Crue. Oh, that was me. Yeah, I sent that to you. <laughs> she is literally my perfect woman. Right. Right, you've just raised without even... You've just triggered me. So, of course, by doing this, right, it le- by, the episode leaves it at that. So, at the very end of the episode, the Doctor saves the day, does everything, and for some reason, like, in a kind of cliffhanger, is... Um, in a Jadoon prison. Has been arrested by the Jadoon. We don't know why. And then he's in a Jadoon prison. But then loads of people have talked to Twitter to argue about this episode I've talked about for a multitude of reasons. One of which is... So, Rory and Pond um, created River Song. Yeah. River Song has regenerational abilities. Right. That is apparently caused by because they were getting jiggy whilst going through time so much, and that's why how the Time Lords developed. He says as an evolutionary thing because our species were born at the very dawn of time and near yeah. a time hole. That's why we can regenerate. So why the fuck now is it DNA based, and how the fuck does River Song exist? I always thought that was a bit of a stretch, anyway. Did you? I thought it made. I thought it actually made sense. With no, I, I sort of thought that was a bit mm, okay. We're talking it about to me. It didn't make sense. No, like, David I, Tennant's doctor even points out. Tennant's doctor even points out that once you travel through time, your body changes all altogether. Remember in the the Battle of Canary Wharf. That's why he's he, like him and Rose are in trouble when he has to activate that thing to send them all to the dimension because it will suck anything in that's been through time and he's and that's why Billy Piper gets sucked through nearly because yeah. she's gone in a time machine with him. Once you go through time, your body changes. So that to me still Matt Smith's okay. You can say it was a bit of a leap, but it still was within the realms of what they talked about yeah. before. This is this is like you someone who's never watched Doctor Who. And I'm just really annoyed about it. I'm annoyed about that. I've got more and more annoyed about Star Wars the more I thought about it because I wanted to watch it because it was good, but at the same time, it was a little bit crap. Um, the only consistent show that I can say has, has honestly been the same throughout all of its time period, you know, you got your Star Treks and everything like that, has been Red Dwarf. Yeah, I think... It, it's never been amazing, a, it, but it's always been that I good 7 out of 10. I agree with you to a certain extent, but there have been some pretty weak seasons of Red Dwarf thrown in there. Like what? It lost its way in the middle of it. Wait, you are aware they're on season. You on? You do know they're it's on like season what, twelve. Thirteen or something. Season though. twelve. I mean, I haven't watched much of the later seasons, but I seem to remember, like. I remember there was like a good hiatus of Red Dwarf for a little bit. It was. It, it was like eight of, years. It sort of came back. What when I must have been sort of like, uh, I want to say like seventeen, eighteen. And I remember that season being okay, but the seasons before it came back were quite poor, which is why it sort of went 
down in ratings and sort of lost its way. Why I think you need to go back and watch. No, it got better and better. It got to season eight, and then after season eight, they kept trying to do the film, but the film couldn't get the budget and all sorts and that yada yeah. So then they did a one-off episode, which they call season nine, just a singular episode uh-huh. where they discover that they are um, that it rewrites the end of season eight, and they discover that they are a TV show. And they, there's no like, there's no no live audience or anything like that, and it just it's so weird and doesn't work. So then they scrapped that, and then he went on hiatus again for about four years, and then they've done since then ten, eleven, and twelve. And I'm I'm, I'm half I'm at the end of season eleven now. I'm gonna watch twelve. It's probably tonight or tomorrow, and it's the same comedy. Like some yeah, jokes land, like some jokes don't. They say smeg a yeah. lot. Rim is still an arsehole. It's amazing. Maybe it is that sort of, like, old age, like, oh, you know, it used to be funnier, like, back when I was first watching it. Like, almost, like, the nostalgia of it. But, like, I I, I remember, like, like, when it was, like, the dude Holly, and then it changed to the girl Holly, I never minded that at all. But then it flipped back to the dude Holly, and for some reason I thought the dude Holly was shit. When he came back, and Did, it's like I, I don't know why that is. It's so weird. I thought he was hilarious. I love dudes. Do you not know? Do you know why? Do you know why they did that? It was because Red Dwarf got rebuilt, wasn't it? No, because originally, like it was like sort of he was like obviously Holly from the original Red Dwarf, and then somewhere along the lines. I can't remember exactly why the storyline was, but there was a malfunction and she came back as a girl. No, that's what I meant. Sorry. No, do you know... Do you know... When it came back after its hiatus for a while. Yeah. I seem to remember that these, like, little things rebuilt Red Dwarf. Yeah, yeah. So do you... rebuilt it to, like, the original Holly. So you don't... Right. So I never knew why Holly changed to a girl. I never knew that. I just... I, I, I seem to think it was a malfunction or something, wasn't it? Right, right. So, at the very beginning of season three, they do like a Star Wars thing with all the words, but they speed it up dead fast because at the very end, it's like, who's got time for this? And it goes off. And apparently, I was like, on Eve was like, helping me out on Wikipedia. The end of season two, it, season two was such a hit that where they were going to take the show, all, all the BBC producers went, no, don't will give you a bunch more money to go down a route more like this. Um, And what they had to do was the guy who played Holly got an argument over one salary and two, I think it it was like three hours for him to drive down to do the work. That's what it was. That's why they changed it. So he quit. He quit going like, you're not making it worth my money. You're throwing more money at these guys, but not at me. So I'm going. And then he rang the woman who played the female version of himself in an alternative universe and when just so you know there'll be there's a part open and I think if anyone's gonna have it it's you. So she then went down and they wrote into it that Holly just has uh, gets bored and has a sex change. <laughs> because it's not it's not ever mentioned if it's only in that beginning writing it just says Holly also Holly out of pure boredom decides to give himself a sex change. But this is the thing with Red Dwarf, though, is I don't think people will be as precious about 
stuff like that. Oh yeah, like, Red Dwarf is actually comedy, like things like Doctor Who and Star Wars. People are very, very anal about how they would like the sort of arcs to go. You know, like I mean, I've never really watched. I have watched the Star Trek films, but I imagine they'd be very much the same. And like, fortunately for them, this Picard thing seems to have done the trick because I've seen a lot of like the Trekkies that I do know saying how good it is. Yeah, Bibby, now, Bibby's me, really big on it. Lost, like, like I never really watched the Next Generation. I have seen episodes of it, but I wouldn't get like half as much out of watching that series. I don't think that. If you were like proper into next gen, and then all of a sudden they go, "Oh, we're going to bring out a Picard series," you would like literally be just all over that, wouldn't you? They're all on and Netflix. Like, the whole next what, generation. Next yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole next generation Picard series. Every one of them of them is on Netflix. That's a. I re- always feel like that's something that's passed me by Star Trek. I used to watch it. I remember vividly. This is another thing. It's weird how your your brain, like, just captures certain things that are completely nonsensical. I remember that. My mum and dad used to go round every week to Lee Knight's house, um, who's my best mate in primary school, and hang out with her parents. And we would do the same thing. We'd go and play, play Star Fox Adventures on his PC. It was like that fucking old, that Star Fox we played for about half an hour, 45 minutes, before his big brother came in and was like, get the fuck off and playing football manager now. And when we'd come downstairs, we'd go and have a stick of gum because I'd be fussy about what I eat. I didn't want to eat anything. So they'd give me a stick of gum and then we'd watch Star Trek because it was it was just on. It was just on and that's what we watched. I don't think Lee liked it at all, but I fucking used to and love watching that. It was great. So, obviously, like, do you, would you consider yourself a Trekkie then, or have you never? No, really no, no. It? It's I'm like, like I always imagine like something like that is something that like you would be into if you liked like things like Star Wars, Doctor Who, blah blah blah. So how have neither of us ever ventured into that realm? I think then? I think it was just how it was popularized on uh, in the media. So Star Wars was always huge and big and. Picture Star Wars being like the stadium fi- stadium filling band. They're they're always touring. They're always about. Your mum's even heard of them. Um, when you you know in primary school, if it was a rainy day, they pushed out that massive TV on the stand, and it was there's a good chance they actually might have put Star Wars on. You know, even for kids. Whereas, and then who, who are we comparing it to? Doctor Who. Doctor Who is like. The homebred band, the British one that everyone's heard of because they're the Brit- they're, they're from that country and they just go everywhere and they're always around like Motorhead. They're just out everywhere all the time. The BBC push it, so your mum's still heard of them because they've just been everywhere and for, for and so old as well, longer than Star Wars. So that's fine. Whereas Star Trek, I feel, is like. Status quo. <laughs> <laughs> no, Star Trek. Star Trek's more like an American band on the Motorhead level. So they were. What was? How were they going to ever influence the four terrestrial channels of AT? Yeah, Star Trek's huge. Yes, it is. It was. It was the sixties and the early seventies, and then it just died, mate. It just went. It just it, died at all. It did. Like, they did. That's they like just massive, no. Massive. Feature films. Yeah, no, so that's, that's but that's all they did. They only did. 
They only did feature films, and for each one they did, they did a shit one. So I think the rule is, Star Trek 1, bad. Star Trek 2, good. Star Trek 3, bad. Star Trek 4, good. Star Trek 5, bad. Star Trek 6, good. Star Trek 7, awful. And that's when Kirk meets God. Yeah, but you could say the same about the Star Wars saga. No, but that's all they had. That's all they had, mate. There was no, there was no TV show running at that time. So they did these movies, but they were so hit and miss. They either did they they had, there was the first but one. They were was, doing movies and series. Is no, what I'm saying Star Trek is massive. You've got Next Gen. You've got the original Star Wars. Yeah, series but for that ran but Gaz, the, the, the original yeah. the originals are late sixties to mid seventies, maybe seventy seven. Then there's this massive gap of fifteen years. They did well, nothing. So there isn't Star Wars. Films. This is, I don't no, Star Trek. Trek. We're talking Star Trek. Yeah, but you're using it as like, oh, well, you know, it's not that big. It wasn't. No, Star Trek wasn't that big in Britain in the 90s because it had been dead for about how many years? It was. They just kept releasing films, but people in Britain weren't seeing them. The Americans were. They fucking loved it because it's an American show. The British didn't give a shit. So when me and you were growing up, the, the, the Star Trek was a nothing thing. And if you actually watch this documentary I watched on The Next Generation, it was a massive gamble. They actually didn't want to do it. They were, like, really scared. It was like It's like remaking Doctor Who. They were really fucking terrified it was going to go wrong. And it ju- and they were lucky. It it was a smash. It was a hit. But it that's how it got over here because it was such a hit in America. Someone went, all right, we'll give it a chance. But then it was just put on, like, 8 o'clock on BBC Two on a Tuesday. I get the feeling like you're not giving Star Trek its credit, and I think Star Trek militant like fans are gonna write in. But fortunately, it's all gonna be in Klingon, so we're not. Gonna <laughs> no, Star Trek is underrated, in my opinion. Over here, it's it's it might, it might be rated correctly over. By some, I would. I I think it. I think it, like being a Trekkie is like being part of a special club because like it's weird like the whole Trekkie thing like I've met people who are in Star Trek and then that's it have we ever talked have we ever talked on the podcast about when you lived with Trekkies two Trekkies who literally had the uniforms and everything no but did you what I'm talking yeah this is is the level like they are like different breeds of of fan Trekkies I've seen like in a club one of, one of the lads I used to live with was like a mad Trekkie and used to own the outfits and everything, right? And they were part of like a Trekkie like commune thing. And what they literally, to be part of this fan club, they would get rung randomly and be asked questions. I'm not even joking. What is that? That's, that's elite next level fandom that. I remember like, you telling me that and I was freaked. Yeah. This is before, How by the way, can that? can you t- rewind people? How long ago was this? So it wasn't like, there was no tablets, like, there was no broadband, there was no, uh, we had basic uh, phones. 2006, 2007. Yeah, MySpace days. So it's like, yeah. you got a call off your house phone. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, and but like, I, 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 as I say, like we we were in like if you remember uh, what was it called Fab Cafe? It's a bit of a nerdy like oh. sort of hangout bar thing, right? And I see one of the lads who was a Trekkie, and literally all it was was a girl in a Star Trek T-shirt. That was it. Bang! They 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 absolutely just done them. That that's it. They're in their own world for the rest of the night. <laughs> 
you know what I mean? Like, they are just, it's just next level being a Trekkie. If you're in that club, that's, that's just like it. You can be a fan of Star Wars. Like, everyone's a fan of Star Wars, but I think being a Trekkie just means something more but to them. that's what I mean, mate. That's what I mean when I say, like, so Star Wars are the big stadium-filling bands, and Doctor Who is, like, the local band, like, the, the, the national band that everyone knows, but... Trek, I was not underselling it when I said this. Star Trek is like the American band that's on the same level as the UK band, but they're not known. So to know them is actually quite hipsterish and quite cool and quite like, oh, so you think you know sci-fi? Well, tell me about Star Trek. I'm terrible with Star Trek. Like, Bibby will start... Bibby, I was once... I was <laughs> After a gig, Bibby and Pete were on both sides of a table and I was in the middle as they were arguing... Who was the better captain, Picard or, and this is how shows how bad I know the female one. Yeah, I'm, I'm nowhere near that. I couldn't, <laughs> I, and they were really like they were getting quite aggro about it, about it to each other, and like like Pete was like, oh, "Don't you dare say that about her. She wouldn't do that." And Pete and Bibby was like, "Yeah, no, she fucking would. Picard wouldn't though. You know why Picard?" And I was amazed, like their knowledge was so deep, and in my head I was thinking. Right, I'm you just can't going. be a halfway in Trekkie, can you? No, no, so that's what I mean. You can't yeah. be a Trekkie who, who watched half of Next Gen. Yeah. That doesn't count. Just because you like Star Trek, you're not a Trekkie. <laughs> I think that maybe the difference in like people who go, oh, yeah, I like Star Wars. And then, like, like obviously, I love Star Wars, but I've not watched Clone Wars. Although that is getting re- remedied now. I've just signed up to Disney+. Plus. I've started Clone Wars. I've heard... That series one is a little, it's, it's a little bit difficult. Like a kids film. Yeah, and I must admit, I'm, I'm think I'm three episodes in, and I have thought like, if I had a kid, this would be great. But right now, this is probably inexcusable. Well, I'm using it like at the moment, like as background noise when I'm looking after the baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, but that that brings us on to something. Uh, Disney Plus has released. Oh shit! Over how here. have we not and talked you know, about Disney Plus? Do you know what weird, right? And I didn't see this coming at all. Like, obviously, when I first signed in, I was like, "All right, well, obviously, it's not going to know what to recommend me or anything like that because I've not watched anything on it yet." So, what I was going to do was try and make it so, like, I've watched The Mandalorian. You know, they're still only releasing an episode a week. Yeah. Even how- though it's been out for ages. Yeah. So, like, obviously. I what? thought that would just be like Chris would just go binge it, but he's he's still on t- episode two. Yeah, Chris was like, "I'm waiting till Friday, so then I can watch one and two. I was like, "What the hell? Why are they yeah. doing that? How long are they pulling this out for? Just we're in the midst of I a fucking pandemic. Know. Give us fucking Mandalorian." The only reason I can see is that the thinking. Now there is con. There's loads of content on there, like. Are you, are you thinking? Are you fair. so people have no choice but to spend at least two months subscription? Yeah, exactly. Like oh, they don't want people just sa- signing up and going right. I've watched the Mandalorian now, and no, no, I'll cancel it. That's the only thing I can think that is why they're doing it. Because they've also done it. I don't know whether I've, I think I've recommended it before, but the Imagineering story. Oh well, that like, well I like want making it at Disney parks. That's being released one a week. Rewind that a little bit, because why do you know about that? The Imagineering story? Yeah. Because I've watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know 
Are you telling me that Mr. Jay Leal from the Cult Underground didn't highlight that to you? Oh, no, he definitely, like, because obviously they've had Disney Plus for ages. Yeah, but I want to like, point out right I, I now, if you if you go over to the Nerd Cult Underground podcast or Leal Legacy's Rad and the Rock, as spelt like rad, as it's in It's So Rad That the World Is Ending, um, they have been talking about Disney Plus for a couple of weeks, but Jay's specifically been talking about it, and one thing he has divulged is this cool thing about the Imaginarium, which we have still got to get to. He describes as an episode the very final episode, um, where at the very end, there's, he says you can clearly see what looks to be like a Spider-Man AI robot. Yeah. But you haven't I'm seen it yet. No, I've, I've watched it all. I watched it all like way before I got this Disney Plus thing, thankfully. So, it, it's really good though. So, obviously, if you are signed up, Disney Plus, definitely check that out. Well, Field, Mouse, Field Mouse recommended The Living Desert, and I yeah, don't have Disney that. Plus. It's it's like, apparently Disney in the 90s did like a, a documentary series, like a nature documentary about like... Well, there's loads of stuff like that. That was the sort of side of it I didn't expect. So obviously I knew you were going to get your Marvel, your Star Wars, and your, your main Disney Pixar. Canon, but they... There's like a whole National Geographic section, which is the thing with the Jeff Goldblum series on. Now, you know how much I like the Goldblum. You like the Goldblum. It is perfect. It is just like, it's everything you want out of a a show. So basically, it's Jeff Goldblum. The first one, I've only watched two so far. And the first one is Jeff Goldblum talking about sneakers. And he gets his own sneakers made. And you know what? He's got his own style, hasn't he? Yeah. Like, of delivery, of fashion. It's just so Jeff Goldblum, and it's brilliant. And the second episode is about ice cream. (laughs) The next one's about tattoos. Oh, God. And it's like, oh, mate, I just just want to live my life like Goldblum, to be honest. I at least need to meet this man. Well, you know what I've only just realised? From talking, not to divulge too far about Disney Plus because it is quite interesting. But this is our twenty-fifth episode. Happy anniversary! <laughs> Bibby said to me the other day, he "Went, how are you only gonna do your like only up to your twenty-fifth episode?" I was like, "Because in between, we just do dumb, stupid shit and like reviews and stuff like that." But these, the the core directives, these take time and. And and pre- we must have done more than twenty five. No, we've not twenty five. Think about it, mate. Think about well, it. I know we've done like live ones, which we're not counting. Then I assume. So live, uh, the nerdies don't count for any, right? Right. And then we did this. The one at one point we did the fantastic February prequel spectacular, which actually took up about two months. And- I seem to remember though. Like obviously, I suppose there's been a few we've released in like parts and stuff, but. I think, like, we used to churn them out pretty religiously at one point every month. Oh, yeah, but still monthly. So even after the end of a year, you've only done 12. And we're only on our fourth year. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, 25. And here we are, stuck in quarantine. And who knows, this could be weekly now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? I think, like, you know... 
there was, there was a sizable gap of a year between Master of Movies episode three and four. Between <laughs> <laughs> four and five, it's going to be a two-week period. What um, have you, have you go on? Give me tell sell Disney Plus to me because I've I've not got it. Well, it's it is cheap to be fair. How I, much? But it's only a five a month, which is nothing really. So you can pay sixty pounds up front for a year. Now, obviously, it's got all Disney films on there. So if you're a bit of a Disney nerd, which I am, like I'll go back through all of the animated films. I think. And that's going to take a bit, I suppose. And then you've got all the Star Wars films on. But obviously, the, the only thing I would say is, like, how much content can they, like, revive it with? That's my big concern, is that it has a shelf life to a certain extent. Oh, no, 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 no. So from this point onwards, um, Mar- um, Disney-owned content now only goes to that and not Netflix and not other places. So in your case with... Uh, Star Wars, they are doing a new series of Clone Wars that will only go on Disney+. Plus. Marvel are doing TV, brand new TV shows like She-Hulk, like Ms. Marvel, like Winter Soldier. Is that the, the series that's going to go on there and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will only be on Disney+. Plus. And, and films going forward will not be found anywhere else other than Disney+. Plus. So Black Widow, The Eternals, which come out this year, will only eventually go on. Disney Plus next year, um, any Disney film, and also don't forget they own Fox. They own Fox, so all Fox films from this point onwards will only go on the. I think my concern would be is that I don't rewatch films that often. So like, I've just recently watched all the Star Wars again. I probably won't do it for a few years. So for me, that bit's a bit redundant. Now, yeah, okay, there's going to be. A That's quite a personal that. preference to have, guys. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> obviously, it's a personal preference. There we go. Well, I I've just watched all of the uh, all of the uh, Toy Story films, and I won't be doing that for another two years. So come on, Disney, what have you got? Well, yeah, but like obviously, I always feel like with Netflix, and even I've been critical of Netflix lately because I don't think it's changing up as much as it needs to. What like so not moving like, with the times? Just like. The films that are on there, how often do they change them? Because I, I feel like it should be like, oh, you know, every three months it's almost like, right, okay, we're revamping it. We're going to put, like, a whole set of films on. It doesn't feel like it does that. I feel like I see the same films all the time on there. And I know they've got their own films, so I'm not suggesting, like, that it's not going to be completely layered with a load of Netflix films. But I mean, like, the general film arsenal. I don't think they change it enough. And then it stagnates every now and then where it's the same shows on there and there's not enough new shows. So I get a bit bored of it every now and then. Now, I do pay for Netflix anymore, so it doesn't bother me. But with Disney Plus, I am paying for it. So it's my tight arse, basically, that is saying, come on, Disney, I need more stuff that isn't necessarily the films. Like the Jeff Goldblum series, brilliant, but that's going to last about five minutes because I'm a binge whore. And then the Imagination Story, I've already watched. The Mandalorian, I've already watched. So where are the other program? I need more, like, I want more documentary shit about Disney. Love that shit. X-Men. Well, what about X-Men? Animated series, it's all on there. Well, yeah, I know. There'll be stuff that, that, that'll be on there, but 
don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on the Netflix thing. Like my thing with Netflix is, and this is something I had a problem with YouTube years ago, and I feel YouTube have fixed it since. But I was I remember going through Netflix the other day and thinking, this is old shit. Like it's what it's all one. It's hard to navigate. So to, you, it is awful to navigate. You can only find it. like sometimes it recommends things that are so like so it goes. What you've been watching? Do you want to continue? Next row, top ten in the UK right now. Continue. Yeah. Crime dramas. Continue, and it goes films that feature clowns that pop up randomly. I just how how specific is that topic? It's so it's it, it comes up with really odd ones, and then I have then so much so that. People have made websites that show what you can see in your country and then work better than Netflix. So this is how I found out that documentary about... Uh, did you watch that in the end? The guy who um, bought... Um, oh, what, what's that show where people buy... Um, you know when you had something... Storage Wars. So you know Storage Wars. Yeah. So you know how people can like bid on an old storage container yeah. that's not been used. So yeah, some, the... the- I know what you want. You're on about the one where he lost his leg or his arm or something. Is his leg, and some guy buys it, and there's a, a fucking leg in there, right? That that <laughs> document. Keepers, it was called. Finders keepers, right? So yeah, everyone watch Finders Keepers. It's fucking. It's such a good documentary. But I only found that through this website. It's not. It's never been suggested to me. It's. Yeah. It, you, it never comes up. If you go through documentaries, it's not there. But if you type it in, it's there. Do you know how they could fix Netflix, like, to be a lot better as well? It's like, you could say, I've watched this and this is what I thought of it. Yeah, it's sort of so... sort of easy concept that it would say, after you've watched something, what do you want to rate this? So the rating then, system at the moment is only for you, isn't it? Isn't the, rating, what, isn't the rating system only for you? There's no, there's, I don't think there is a rating system on Netflix. There is, because it comes like 8 out of 10 if you have a look. But as far as I'm aware... Does it's, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can rate shows, but to give Netflix an idea of what you like, and then from if you don't rate shows, like I've never rated a show, um, if you see if you go on some things, it'll say this much out of 10, and people were confused at first because they thought it was like reviews like TripAdvisor, but it was Netflix going, this is how much we think you'll like it. And it's such a, a jump because I've watched stuff that has been two out of ten. And I've gone, this is amazing. This is great. Why don't make that prejudgment about me? Just offer me stuff. I'm yeah, I, I mean, I do think Netflix could do with a revamp. It's pretty shocking. Like, to be fair, I haven't even noticed that there's a rating system. I didn't think you could rate. I always rate on IMDb. Stop moving about. Moving about to, like, sort of Gaz. Rate. Gaz. What? Stop moving about. I'm not. You right. You've put me up. What have you done now? <laughs> right. I can hear myself. Well, I'm doing it exactly the same way as I've been doing it. But what have you? Where have you moved to? I'm. I'm exact. I'm Vicky. Attest for this. Have I moved? No. Hmm. I'm in exactly the same spot. Anyway, I'll carry on. Uh, so I just think that so many things now you can log in with something else and it sort of attributes your sort of like like obviously for example something logs you into facebook like you know it says oh you know do you want to log in using facebook netflix should team up with imdb or someone 
and say, like, you can log in with your IMDb and then we've got all your ratings and then we'll recommend stuff from that. Wouldn't that be a good idea? That is actually, that's really, like, Dragon's Denish. Yeah, 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 like... I'm very clever. <laughs> well, that's debatable. <laughs> I've thought about this long and hard. As much as I've thought about the fact that there's no six-pack salt and vinegar french fries in the shops. And on that subject, by the way, there's all these fucking pricks that are fucking buying everything and hoarding things, right? I went down the crisp aisle in uh, my local supermarket, right? And I tell you, what was sat there staring me in the fucking face on the crisp aisle? The only pack of crisps that I could possibly fucking buy in the Asda was... What's the fucking sauce? <laughs> the fuckers need to give that up as a bad job. Oh, even I like you no know, cause like Glastonbury's Glastonbury's over, man. Glastonbury's gone. So even I uh, decided to take all the because um, we don't like. I'm kind of gone a bit tinfoil hat a bit. I'm not gonna lie. Me and Eve have gone. Will cash exist in like? Four months? Is it going to be seen? I said this to Vicky. I said that, like, effectively, all shops are moving to, like, basically, so you're never going to need cash again. Why would they ever go back? So, even I just took all the the cash we had, uh, and I went up to the bank. I'm not going to say how much I took, but I took enough to make it an, an essential journey that I go to the bank, and this is a week ago, as well, by the way. So we hadn't had our three-figure death toll yet. So it's still early days. Um, and drove up to the bank. I went to the bank, walked. I didn't think it was going to be open. Uh, I prepped myself to go to another bank. I know that's completely self-service. Uh, but it was closer. It was open. Walked in. And as I walked in, I saw the line. And I even stepped a meter behind the line. There was no one else. and just a woman there. And she looked at me and went, What do you want to do? When I want to drop... X amount of cash in here, please. <laughs> and she went. This she, is like the beginning of Lock Stock, isn't it? Like, and, it's it's and she just went, Is it an essential? Is this essential to do? And without even thinking, <laughs> I just went, Is anything essential? <laughs> How philosophical of you. <laughs> and she just like smirked, like, you know, snarled at me. And I went, Well, what, what do you want me to do? And she went, the, the machine outside does it. And I went, all right, I'll go and do it. So the machine outside, will put, if I get this, it will go in the machine outside. And then she just went, ah, oh, fuck it, just give it here. <laughs> so what the whole point? Everyone's on this weird precipice between they are, like, on the edge, like, everyone's going to die. But then at the same time, in a second, you just go, ah, fuck it, I'm not bothered, actually. It's like... Eve's even admitted she's yo-yoing all day. I wake up in the morning and Eve's like so relaxed about the whole thing. By the time she's going to bed, she might as well have two shotguns in her hand and <laughs> about like four guard dogs. Uh, well, do you know what it is? Like, is that I feel like the more you watch the telly, the worse it gets. Because like, and right, obviously, I don't know if you've seen the news, but like obviously, Boris has got it. Uh, Matt Hancock, the health secretary's got it. And Chris Whitty, who I don't know whether you recognise the name, but is the chief medical officer. Right? Mate, mate, not only do I recognise the name, this is classic witty behaviour. Uh, this will turn out to be one of his 
classic pranks because, as we all know, he's witty by name, witty by nature. He, though, and obviously for anyone who doesn't know who Chris Whitty is or what he looks like, I, I've just finished playing a game called Days Gone, in which, right, and this is this is sort of why it's making me eerie to the whole situation, there is a virus that creates zombies and everything, right? And there's like a scientist in it who, at the very, very end, sorry, spoilers for anyone who's not played it yet, turns into, like, he's he's infected, and he's, like, come clever with his infection. Chris Whitty is that guy. There's, I'm telling you. There's, I'm telling you. <laughs> when you watch something on... So to watch Red Dwarf, um, any Red Dwarf series is on Netflix. Um, weirdly not the BBC, I don't think. The BBC don't have it. Um, so you have it on Netflix, but that only goes up to season eight. Season nine is always a write-off. No one keeps hold of that because it's a write-off. 10, 11, 12 are on this app called UK TV Play. So you watch UK TV Play and you can watch it. But in between, there is adverts on UK TV Play. And at one point, it was just Chris Whitty just giving these three or four statements which were just so... Yeah, I know, I know the advert. Yeah, yeah. But isn't it, honestly... All you need is a siren behind that, and it could be something from <laughs> Fallout. It is. It's 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 a weird time. I don't really know. Uh, it's 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 the obvious of things like me and you in that group chat. We're in that group chat, and every like we're talking to people in America. We're talking to people who live like like this. I won't say names. I'm not going to say names. But there's especially someone who, like, there's a few people live around here who, as far as I'm aware, haven't left their house at all. Like, they haven't interacted. I messaged well, them. That, that was before isolation. <laughs> no, no, no. There's other. Gary, there are others. There are others. Um, <laughs> it is just, it's the oddest thing. The, the, like, no one, I feel like no one is taking it seriously, but everyone is as well. Like, I feel like. There's a lot of um, Facebook seriousness going on. Like, obviously, it is serious. Like, I'm taking it seriously. But some people want to make out like they're taking it more seriously than others. Like, I have a love-hate relationship with Facebook. I really do. Sometimes I really like it. I like seeing some stuff on it. But there's so much shit on it, right? Now, this is bringing out the worst of Facebook for me. This whole thing. I hate it. I hate I hate things like the clap yesterday. Oh, I'm completely for the NHS fucking doing a boss job. But why is everyone clapping out the window? <laughs> so they can put it on Facebook and say, oh, look at me clapping out my window for the NHS. Do you... Do you hate do you hate live stream quizzes, Gaz? No, I actually am looking forward to your live stream quiz. That's the good side of Facebook, JB. I like the fact that people are doing stuff like that. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm getting at the people that literally it's like, oh, I just feel like you put stuff up for a sob story or a bit of attention or to say, you know, oh, look at me supporting the NHS. Well, yeah, we should be. Have you, have you, um, oh, Gaz, you, you, you'll be good at this. So what, what was that documentary that had the, the twins 
who were a pop band in the 80s. Bros. Yeah, Bros. So Bros. So what, the documentary with them, How you know? remember how fucking hilarious that was? Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> you know, there's like the one that's a bit more down to earth than the other one. The other one that's off his fucking rocket. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So he tweeted the other day, and I was like, this is gold, I'm saving this one. He just tweeted a picture of himself, like, stood in the doorway in a three-piece suit and a bowler hat, saying, lucky for us that if we close our eyes, our imagination can take us anywhere we want to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, that's his solution. That's his, that's his idea. Of, don't feel... Yeah. Guys, don't feel locked up. All you have to do is close your eyes. And... Picture and just imagine where you want to go. Now, I've worked in Bootle, and I've said to people in Bootle, if you're, if you're, without revealing too much about my day-to-day job, I've said, if your phone could do whatever you wanted to do, what would you like it to do? And they've looked at me and just gone, I don't know. <laughs> like, I've given you the precipice of your imagination. Just tell me, just tell me, like, where, like, your mind can comprehend, and I'll tell you if that's even possible. And, like, 99% of people just go, huh? No idea. Yeah. It's fine. I don't know. I, I, I don't know whether it's Facebook that I hate or people on Facebook. It's a fine line. Facebook, I, I... Facebook has layers. Because, I mean, I don't know how... Have you ever have you ever possibly glanced over your mother's shoulder and seen her Facebook feed compared to your feed? No. Like, well, I have. Um, <laughs> sorry to break it to you. Me and your mum are having a thing. Also, I like the fact that Eve's come in and just gone, like... He, he, Eve's wandered in and just been like very quietly under her breath going, I'm going to make a coffee. And she's got this coffee cap, um, the coffee tin, and like, carefully got it as quietly as she can, which I was like, well done. And she just put the kettle to boil, so if you can hear it in the background, very clearly, boiling water. <laughs> um, what was I? Oh yeah, no, so have you never noticed, like, there's, like, how the, the, fe- Jesus Christ, how, is that loud? Like I can't that. hear anything. Okay, Sam. Um, how their Facebook feed is like, share this rose if you know someone who... Oh, God, yeah, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate you know, you like, know this, what I mean. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I hate shit like this. I hate the anything that's like, you know, oh, shit. I, do you know the one that really pisses me off? It's the one that's like where someone goes, uh, I'm looking at my Facebook list and obviously I don't talk to half the people. Um, so I'm going to put this post and I'm waiting to see who replies to it. Fuck off. <laughs> like, I'm just fucking delete me if you're not are. Like, I'm not fucking bothered who deletes me. Do you know what I mean? So what, what kind of fucking, oh, oh, it makes me sick, JB. It does. This is, I, I'm surprised I've lasted this long on Facebook because most of it pees me off. Twitter, Twitter's been good. I'm enjoying Twitter more yeah, than I ever. I don't go on Twitter. I don't go on Twitter, mate. Oh, I've you know a, what? I've got least... a Twitter account, but again, the thing that irks me with Twitter, right? This has turned into an old man rant now. Oh, shocker! But... Says the man who <laughs> says the man who was like, "I'm using a whole new technology. What's the telephone?" 
but like the thing that pisses me off about Twitter is the fact that it's so like celeb driven. You know, like this is why I don't like Comic Cons. You say like, that, but it, it depends sort of, who like, you follow. Tweet in saying, "Oh, tweet at Stephen Fry. Hear my fucking thought." It's like Stephen Fry's not bothered about you. He's not bothered. See, right? Okay, so. I get where you're coming from, but that you pick your Twitter feed. So my Twitter feed's made up of like commud, like weirdly not cool people who kind of have like bands like Offspring and, and Blink Like Two, but kind of don't like where they are now. And also, the, that's one sect, and the other sect is celebrities who aren't famous anymore, kind of like C list, D list celebrities. And then the other sect is comedians who aren't that famous anymore, like David Baddiel. I haven't got Frank Skinner. I've got David Baddiel instead. And it kind of, it it just makes, because you can see what they like and they, retweeting is a thing, but now they do a thing that if, even if you like a tweet, it might as well be a retweet because you see it, it comes up in your feed. David Baddiel liked this tweet and you see it. And um, I, I kind of feel like my, my feed is, uh, um, doesn't have any shit in it basically I, I feel like I just see a mixture of just very funny weird things I would never think to say or never think to think and yeah I enjoy it and then you post them to Facebook and then yeah I claim them as my own <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I put them as confessions of JB and um, <laughs> like oh like, I haven't done one of them in a while. My mate C messaged me going, like, you haven't done one of them in ages, you should do one. But what he doesn't know is I can't because, like, there's about a million in my head, but there are various legal reasons why I definitely cannot post about 90% of my confessions. Is it because you've got a past like Doc Antle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bringing it back around to the beginning of the podcast. Oh, actually, bringing it back around, more stuff has come out about Tiger King. Um, so it turns out one complete chunk they missed out was he was a commentator for a period of time. He was a commentator for independent wrestling. It was Joe Joe Exotic. Yeah, and you can watch him. Like you can watch the but matches. How did they miss all that out? Like, because he because it was so much that they had to get mate. There's more gonna come out. Oh, they could have definitely fit that in. That that's integral to the story. That that's that, that's that's. I feel robbed that they didn't mention that now. What would be your wrestling name? Uh, Gary Fandango. That's actually quite good. Yeah. But would, would you still go with that now? Because it's not a very modern name. Like I get it in the eighties and nineties, Gary Fandango, but it's twenty twenty, <laughs> mate. But I think I would probably like if it was like modern wrestling. Now I would come in like like those old eighties wrestlers. What, I like, think. what, hobbling? <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, like, like Ultimate Warrior with, like, tassels hanging down and, like, proper, like, pink and fucking green lycra. Oh, that's something we never, we haven't even touched on, right? And the, I mean, I know we're coming to an one, one hour 26, but let's just fit this in at the end. So, WWE have a streaming service where you can watch every match ever which is insane when you think about it it's just i i yeah that that's something that i can't wrap my head around like, i can't get around how you can have every match ever 
but, but for whatever reason, you can watch it. But for during these times, because they, they, they're not filling arenas, they're not allowed to fill arenas to have these matches, they've made it completely free for, I think, at least two weeks. So if you oh, to, really? Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Um, There's I'll, loads of stuff like this. This is, this is the good side to... COVID-19. This I is guess. a good side to like... If, if, you, if you could say there's a good side to a life-threatening disease, it is probably the amount of stuff that's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, Audible have put, like, 20% of the content is now free. Um, that's one I know. But WWE have made the channel completely free for, I think, two weeks. Um... If you go, like, if you search, just search WWE doc, um, streaming service free, it, you can find it. I'm, I'm probably going to do it tonight because it's free. Why yeah, the fuck not? Because uh, Game Pass have done this as well. NFL have done it. Uh, God, what else did I say? Football Manager have done it. You can do it for, for a month for free. There's all sorts that are doing it, stuff like that. And the other thing as well is, like, and this is sort of the uplifting side to, to everything is... The fact that, you know, loads of artists are basically saying, like, we're just going to give you gigs for free. Like, obviously, Metallica are doing it. Um, countless others, to be fair, that I've seen on my Facebook that I can't reel off the name right now, um, are just making all content free. So there's this whole, like, wealth of stuff out there to get stuck into at the moment. And, the you know, yeah, the flip side to that is you can't go to the cinema, you can't do this, you can't do that, but... You know, there's more than enough to sort of like sink your teeth into, I guess. Like I've seen comic book publishers have even been saying, like, weirdly the the low ones. So like DC Marvel haven't said a word, but there's these other publishers called I think Omnipress is one of them. Um, there's another one. Shit, I can't remember. It might be IDW. But what they've said is, if you order their comics directly from them, they will mm. give fifty percent of the revenue to this charity, this fund that is going right. to then distribute it amongst comic book shops. Um, rather, or they've said, I've ordered from the, your comic book shop, like if it's a local one, but if it's, they've kind of like underhandedly said, if it's a mainstream retailer who will probably survive after this, can you kind of just order it from us and we promise we'll give them 50% of the money from the comic to right. your to local comic book shops instead. Um, I, I, there's tons of this. It, it, that's the thing at these times that everyone comes together and does cool shit like that. But yeah, yeah. yeah but everyone's been talking about. It. I've not even watched it yet. Have you seen like Stone Cold Steve Austin asking an empty arena to give him a hell yeah? I, I have seen a clip of this. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like it's it, it's stuff like that though. It's eerie but funny. Like I really cheesy show in the UK uh, Ant and Dex Saturday Night Takeaway they did um, it for, like the first time they've ever done it without an audience uh, I think it was last week or whatever they've done it and without Dex before a high five in the empty seats and it's just weird it's just so odd do you feel like we're at that day, that in the middle of that Mitchell and Webb sketch where it's like remain indoors do yeah, not talk about the event like that isn't it Oh. So, I don't know. I, I mean, it's odd. Like, we don't know where it's going to go, but I guess it gives us time to do this shit, doesn't it? Yeah, so, no, that's <laughs> the thing. Um, like, we've just kind of figured out on this that we're probably going to do this maybe... Should we make this weekly now? Well, yeah. But, you know, 
we may as well. There's going to be so much stuff going to watch within a week, I would guess. Like, this is the thing is, like, I kind of like looked at Master of Movies and thought, well, you know, I've already watched like four new films. If I leave it any longer, I'm going to be really struggling to fit everything into my usual sort of 20 minutes to half an hour madness. I'd like to point out, actually, just before we wrap up, that um, to tell people go to www.talknerdy.uk because because of this time I'm being have got a lot more time on my hands, so I'm writing more reviews. We're not I've not been podcasting them because obviously you're not there, but I've been writing more. So there's a review for Sonic the Hedgehog. There's a review for uh, Uncle Gems. There's a review for uh, Guns Akimbo. There's a review for both Birds of Prey and the animated series, which, Gaz, you have to watch that animated series of Harley Quinn because even, like, I'd be really interested to see your take on it because it's okay. just, it's like a full-on adult cartoon. In the first 20 seconds, there's about two deaths and a fuck. Um, and <laughs> it's just clearly meant to be satirical comedy. Like, let's just have fun with these characters. Let's in know. But there's there's a heartfelt story throughout, but it isn't the pivotal. To, the, uh, it's like Deadpool, the cartoon. That's the only way I can put it. Um, and also, people just check out all the socials. So go on Twitter, go to @talknerdyuk, Instagram @talknerdyuk, and especially Facebook. I feel like the interactions I usually have on Facebook have kind of. S- gone down a little which is really odd I thought they'd be up but I feel like everyone's so busy like checking that we're not dying of coronavirus that we're failing to just go and check out the fun side of life so come over and I'm not posting about it not really although there has been some really good like did you see that Lord of the Rings meme that we posted someone sent me that one no go over to Talk Nerdy and check it out it's fucking hilarious um, is there anything you want to leave us with, Gaz? Is any like any time frame on the Masters Masters of Movies episode five? It'll definitely be within two weeks, fam. I would. Say. I was honestly expecting you to say the next year, so I'm quite. <laughs> quite happy I mean, as my habits are usually, I wouldn't expect it before 2021, but I really haven't got an excuse. <laughs> Right. So, we'll see. We'll see. Let's say two weeks. <laughs> right, well, well, that was the uh, the alarm for the pizza, but let's take it as the alarm for the uh, podcast. Get inside, get inside.